Pete Mundo with you on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Let's now welcome on and say hello to Doug Gottlieb joining us here on the show. Always appreciate his time. He is, of course, the host of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Doug, you know, one thing I've really appreciated about you here as of late, as as this name image likeness thing has spiraled way out of control, as a former D1 athlete, as a guy who's covered college sports as well as anybody, you're just calling it like it is. I, I mean, this is completely out of control. It's completely out of hand. How did we get here? And more importantly, why are so few in your shoes willing to call this what it is? Well, it's not actually NIL. It's uh, PFP. It's pay for play. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Let's let's just call it like it is. If you're if you're offering up lucrative deals to high school kids who have uh, who have never played a second in college football or college basketball, um, aside from the very rare instance of uh, Zion Williamson who had you know millions of YouTube followers, outside of that. All of this is pay for play. So I don't think I'm the only voice saying this thing's a mess. I think I'm one of the few that said um, the previous system wasn't nearly, nearly as bad. It was, I thought, super beneficial to student athletes in general. Could be tweaked, but saw all of this coming. Like the the problem is that once you open it up, it's just uh, it's just a mess because you can find a way to wink, wink, nod, nod, and excuse any of this stuff away. But the reality is that um, you've now created a system of completely free open market that honestly doesn't really happen anywhere else in business in the United States. There isn't another business that I'm aware of where you can have a binding contract to one side that is not binding in most any way to the other side. That's what student athletes mm-hmm. have now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's be, what, what you'll have people say as well, it's just like professional sports and you have free agency. Like, well, no, you don't. Um, because you don't have one collectively bargained upon deals. More than anything, if free agency is earned by years of service, right? In baseball, you don't get free agency till forget your rookie deal. You know, you talk about, um, uh, arbitration eligible years are years four and five. So you're talking six years of being a major league professional. That's not even talking about the minor leagues. Right? In basketball, it's based upon where you're drafted. If you're drafted, you sign an initial deal. When that deal expires, there's still some protections for the team that owns your rights. Um, but you don't get outright free agency year to year unless you sign one-year deals, which the scholarship, if you go back about a decade ago, eight years ago, in fact, Every major conference agreed to a four-year scholarship deal, so and really it's a five-year scholarship deal. Um, so you you have a binding agreement for one side, and none of it means anything to 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 the students. And the the thing is, it's a mess because I think I think look, every business has to know uh, why they're popular. If if you hit, you got to know why you hit, and why is why college sports is popular. Well. Um, because of the school and who watches college, like, you know, you watch your school play. Um, you watch somebody who's been good traditionally, but usually a school play and usually in your area. And you also watch and learn about the athletes, the student athletes, 
and you you watch them grow and improve. And hey, I remember that kid when he's a freshman; he couldn't do anything, and now he's a senior, and he's awesome. We've taken away any sort of ability to know who's playing for who. And what's interesting is, like in college basketball, and a little to a lesser extent college football, the coaches and the brands are the draw. I think that's even greater now because you don't know who's playing for who year to year. It feels like week to week, but year to year you don't. But you know who the coach is and you know the brand, and that's why you tune in. Yeah. And so I, I, I've never been one of these – I just I haven't been snowed by the whole – Student-athletes have a huge name, image, and likeness value. They don't. If they did, they wouldn't need the schools in order to help them promote themselves and help them uh, generate all this, all this revenue. You have a great name, image, and likeness. You don't need anybody else. It's, it's you. Uh, but it's become pay-for-play, and, and, and you combine that with the transfer, not just the transfer portal, but the rule where you don't have to sit a year, mm-hmm. and, and you have yourself a complete and utter mess with high-level basketball and football. Yeah, and, and the money just makes no sense. I mean, when, when K-State's Nigel Pack is going to Miami for $800,000, it doesn't even make sense anymore. So what has to happen here? I mean, the NCAA is completely neutered. They're pointing the finger to Congress. If you're waiting on Congress to do anything, you're going to be waiting forever. So what's, I mean, what's, what's the solution? I don't think you want Congress involved. Yeah, I agree. Because here's, here's the, here's the uh, fairly well-kept secret college athletics it's a tax shelter right there's there's no that you're not on donations you're getting within a certain limit you can get write-offs but they're not paying players aren't paying taxes on their benefits now they'll pay taxes on whatever nil stuff but um there's you know schools aren't paying taxes the reason that they spend all their resources they don't have to spend pay pay taxes on things Mm -hmm. and um the second that people say, well, wait a second, this is an employee. These are employees. One for schools. They'll say, well, you have to insure them. Well, they're already insured. So that doesn't, it doesn't affect the schools. What it affects is the student athletes. So they come in and say, Hey, they're, they're employees. Now student athletes have to pay taxes, not just on their income, but also on their benefits, just like you and me. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a disaster, a complete disaster. And then of course it affects the non-revenue generating sports, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some Title IX arguments to it as well. So there's there's a bunch of different little mini issues that will only get opened up, and then there's the big issue of taxation if Congress gets involved. But I, I, I honestly think what's happened here with the NCA is it's a little diabolical but a little brilliant, right, where, you, hey, everybody said the NCA doesn't know what they're doing, they have, you know, their rules don't make sense to this, to that. Everyone has an issue with the NCA. So the NCA said, oh, you don't want us involved? Fine. Go do it yourself. Now, oh, well, there's poor leadership, and the NCA doesn't have a plan. Like, you don't want the NCA involved. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Um, but but I, I honestly think, like, a big – Gary Bard is the, the athletic director at Iowa. I thought what he said is – is dead on accurate. I mean, the first thing that needs to change is you got to go back to the have to sit out, sit out a year. Yep. You're not changing, you're not changing anything about how long a player and athlete can stay in school or their ability to move schools. Okay. Or their ability to generate revenue based on their name and image like this. You're not changing anything. You're just, what you're saying is, Hey, this is, it's like in, um, you know, we have non-competes in, in our contracts. Most, 
Most businesses have non-compete. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a non-compete. Can't compete for a year. You still get the benefits. You're still on scholarship. I would argue you can't collect name, image, and likeness until you've actually played for the school. Um, that, that, to me, would, would change it from being a recruiting inducement, which is what this is, and paying for players. It would actually be capitalizing on the value generated based upon your actual play, which is the idea behind name, image, and likeness. But I think the first thing that needs to change is go back to the you transfer, transfer whenever you want. You mm-hmm. just have to sit for a year. Absolutely right. Uh, before we continue with Doug Gottlieb, just want to let you guys know that we are launching a Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. If you're an Oklahoma State fan, uh, we've got a Bedlam edition of the show. Eric G is hosting that, so go find it wherever you get your podcasts. Search Heartland College Sports and uh, Bedlam, and you'll find it there. It's also up on the website as well under the Big 12 Podcast tab. And we've got a Kansas Jayhawks podcast that we have launched as well, and we are also working on several of the other Big 12 teams as well. Those will be announced here in the coming weeks, so keep an eye on all of that. And if you could, take 30 seconds out, leave a rating and a review on this show, hit that subscribe button. It helps us tremendously. It's how we got the show number one in the Big 12 of, you know, beating all the major media outlets, CBS, ESPN, all of them. We top them all when it comes to the Big 12 category. So leave a rating and a review. Send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. My way of saying thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Doug Gottlieb joining us here on the show. So, uh, Doug, while, while we have you as a former Big 12 guy yourself, Oklahoma State, you know, we've seen what happened with them having to sit out the postseason. Uh, a lot of fans, understandably, you know, look to Kansas winning a national title. They see Oklahoma State can't play in the postseason. Uh, just as a guy who obviously knows this sport as well as any, also has the personal ties uh, to Stillwater, what should Oklahoma State fans be be making of all this? And, and college basketball fans, for that matter, when they when they see what they believe to be a double standard. Well, a couple things, and I, I thought, I thought Oklahoma State's there was some. Do I think it was totally fair that they missed a year of the NCAA tournament? No, probably not. Um, but I'll be honest. This is, uh, you know, look, I've I've made my way in covering athletics, just trying to tell it like it is. And Oklahoma State was at least a little bit disingenuous in the initial. In the, in the initial um, uh, way in which they approached uh, what happened. And mm-hmm. then I thought, I thought incredibly disingenuous with the woe is me when they were uh, not allowed to participate in this year's tournament because all that was was a ruling that had taken place over a year before and then Oklahoma State smartly um, uh, appealed and because of COVID, there was no appeals hearing. So because it was under appeal, when you had the best player in the country, he got to play in the NCAA tournament. And so while you didn't like the initial ruling, all the NCAA did was say, okay, we're going to go back over it, and the initial ruling stands. Mm-hmm. So it, it was – I thought it was disingenuous from Oklahoma State. And the other part was um, – uh, Lamont Evans, who was the who was the assistant coach in question, Mike Boynton took got the job. He was an assistant, as was Lamont under Brad Underwood. They kept the rest of the staff that didn't go to Illinois together. And Mike's argument was, "Hey, man, this guy worked for me for three months. This was something that was taking place before I I didn't even know," which is totally accurate. 
it was again disingenuous to say that he only worked for me. You weren't Mike wasn't going to fire him, so mm-hmm. he only worked for you for three months because the feds came in and arrested him, yeah. and then you had to fire him when you found out what he was doing. Again, mm-hmm. do I think that rises to the level of make the basketball program miss the NCAA tournament for a year when you had players and coaches not involved? I don't, uh, but I do think I I thought that the way in which they approached it was at least a little bit disingenuous in regards to the ties to the assistant and then the, you know, how are you going to keep us out of a tournament when that was a ruling that came down a year and a half before and then they benefited from COVID to get into it. How do I feel about it? Like, look, this is kind of, it's, it's what, what happened at Kansas is different than what happened at Oklahoma State. And um, what I believe happened at Kansas is the way in which it's worked at the highest level for years, where the head coaches can wash their hands of it because the AAU programs and the sneaker companies, they want to direct the best players to their signature schools so that it increases the value and perspective of that brand as well as it ties Potentially, I don't think it works, ties that player to that brand for when they become a professional. Um, but more than anything, it's for return on investment on putting a bunch – Adidas putting a ton of money into Kansas program. Then you want, you want to try and help direct the best players to it. Um, and the only question is Bill Self's involvement. The, the, the tricky part is that you know, in an actual court of law, Kansas was seen as a victim. In the court of public opinion, Kansas is seen as – almost a almost a predator right or a violator of the rules and i think they'll land somewhere in the middle uh i don't think bill self has been seen as a cheater as a bag of money guy um do i believe that this stuff took place did did he have any knowledge of the possibility of this tony gasnola guy you know directing kids to his school i'm not an idiot of course i'm sure he knew something about it uh, but there's somewhere in the in that gray area of you know did he did he know exactly what was going on? And there doesn't appear to be proof of that. So I don't know what ultimately they do to, to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, you know, the, the crazy part is there ain't a guy on, in that program that anybody had to cheat or buy or or Adidas directed to said program that won the national championship this year. That's the that's the irony kind of to this thing is a lot of times the kids that you have to do that stuff to get to. They're not there long enough. They're not totally bought in. And many of them aren't as good as advertised, not because they don't have the talent, but because if you have to, you have to buy a kid, that that usually doesn't mean that he bonds as well with the university. I, I could be wrong because I don't know as much about the day to day of some of these players in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, I again, like Oklahoma State's was, you had an assistant coach who was trying to buy a kid, and oh yeah, by the way, when he was buying a kid, he was siphoning off some of the money for himself that's it that's it's a different deal than the Kansas deal and i don't know how they come down um on it i don't think they'll get away scot free the way carolina did but i don't know if there'll be a postseason ban uh for 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 kansas um mm-hmm. you know i i just don't especially because of how the court of law actually saw the case Last thing, Doug, the future of the Big 12, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston coming in next year. You, you excited about the future of this conference, or do you have some questions? I mean, I have questions. I mean, you know, um, football-wise, you lose OU in Texas, that's going to hurt. There's just no no other way to put it. 
Um, I love BYU football and what it used to be and I think could get back to being. Um, I think we're in a whole different world now with, with Houston and um, the investments that all their boosters have made. They've, they've, they've brought it to a level where you're like, man, why wasn't Houston the Big 12 to begin with? That's because we're looking today. You know, the facilities were so bad for so long. But you, you got to maintain that foothold of recruiting in Texas, which you did within reason. You got to main, you got to spread to Florida, which you did within reason. And then BYU has their own recruiting base, which is different. They have their own TV network. Like, I mean, I think that Bob Bowlesby did the best with a bad situation when mm-hmm. you lose the two signature signature athletic departments uh, in your conference. Um, but I, you know, I'm, and I, I also wonder, like, there's going to be a bunch more money at Oklahoma, but the likelihood that they're nearly as successful is, um, is, is slight. They had a, they had a financial advantage over everybody in the league outside of Texas. And, you know, Texas had, has had an advantage over everybody in the league in terms of finances for a long time, now, obviously in football. And to a lesser extent in basketball, they struggled as of late. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think Texas has a better chance to get up off the mat and get competitive towards the top of the SEC than I do Oklahoma maintaining their level in the new, in the new SEC. So, and as for the league, like, I mean, it it sucks for Oklahoma State. I hope they don't play Oklahoma. I don't think uh, doing that to a brother university in a small state, I think, is absolutely awful. It goes against the core principles of the two schools, of the bedroom rivalry. And I, I do think you can say, hey, we make a lot of money off this game, but we don't think we, we don't want to play you right now. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 would, I would fully support that as an alum. But um, I think Kansas win national championship helps. I think Houston and their residents in college football and basketball helps. I think Oklahoma State, what they've built, I think they have a chance to make a move and, and be – a premier program in a league, but I, I think the, a lot of it's going to depend upon what that next TV deal looks like, and that's probably going to depend on who you hire leading the leading the conference as Bob Bowlesby retires. So that that's a little bit of an unknown. But I mean, like, look, I I love the fact that OSU is always going to play K State and KU and I State, and um, you know, I I mean, all this was started by you know Missouri and Nebraska's greed, and uh, I. I still wish they were back in the league. I think the world would be a better place if you got back to the old Big 12 days. I could not agree more. Always great to have Doug Gottlieb on. Doug, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate the time, my friend. You're my man. Talk anytime. Love having Doug Gottlieb on. Hey, hit that subscribe button. Leave a rating and a review. We'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. All right, when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. It's how uh, this show keeps growing, being ranked number one in the Big 12 category in all of podcasting. How about that? In iTunes, which is obviously the hub of podcasting. Uh, Thank you, guys. We've got new podcasts that are launching as well. Be sure to keep an eye out for those, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care.